pieces of God's work and, and to sense his celebrating with us, that we're not rejoicing or celebrating alone. So we're going to look for a minute at Deuteronomy 6, and I'm going to draw out three main points. Then we're going to look, in closing, at some things that Jesus said about kids. Now, if you don't have kids, if you're not even married, there's going to be some nuggets in here for you, too. So listen really carefully if you don't have kids and find the nuggets God has for you. So, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And these words that I <clears throat> command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. The first thing is I want to talk about is buried right in the middle. Teach them diligently. This is talking to who? Parents. It is primarily your job to teach your kids diligently, not actually the church's job, although we partner with you joyfully in doing that. It is primarily parents' responsibility to do that. And the way that you are instructed to do it is a very natural way. It's not a classroom approach. It's not, okay, I can remember when I was 30 years old and starting to have kids, I asked a mentor of mine, okay, so <clears throat> what are the top 20 things I need to teach my kids? And I literally wanted him to give me 20 books that I could, could give to my kids, and, um, and that would be my, my way of teaching my kids. And <clears throat> Kara, aren't you glad that didn't happen uh, quite that way? But what he said was, you know, the, the most important thing to start with is that in your parenting, you just need to focus on loving your kids well, the way Jesus would have loved your kids. Mirror the heart and life of Jesus in the way that you love your kids. And Jesus, one of the keys in doing that is Jesus said he did it, lived his life with gentle and humbleness. And so that's a big part for us as parents to live out that life that um, in, the, in, the, in the way that we teach our kids diligently. The, the second overarching thought in this is, so what do we teach, though? It, what, what diligently are we, in a big picture, wanting to teach? And I think we find that in that very first part. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Did, 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 did one word mentioned three times jump out at you? All, all your heart, all your soul, all your might. 
You know, in business in the United States and probably, I guess, in most places around the world, if you own a company and you own 51% of the business, you own the controlling interest. You get to actually call the shots. You get to make the final decisions. So there's a big difference between owning a business 50-50 and 51-49. You actually have the controlling interest. And you know, I think sometimes unconsciously, maybe even consciously, we can kind of have an attitude with God of, well, you know, God, I gave you a 51% interest in my heart several years ago. I, I gave you controlling interest. You, you, you can control, make the final shots. And, and yet I, I think that what God would say to us in that is, you know, since I am the one that knows what is best for you, why would you want to control any of your life? Hmm, good point, God. If that's really true, that God is the only one who knows what is best for me, why would I want to control any of it? And I think that's why we're encouraged. Don't live with a 51-49 model. Live with a 100-0 model and say, I'm all yours. So I think if you're going to teach an overarching principle to your kids, that would be it. What I would really like to see, child, son, daughter, is that when you turn 18 and you head out on your own, that you would be a crazy good lover of God. That would, that would be my heart's desire, is that you would love God with all of your heart. Of course, that kind of assumes that we as parents are modeling that and not teaching our kids to do something that we're not doing. So <clears throat> that dovetails really well with Jeremiah 29, 13 that says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You could probably make a case for the fact that we won't find him if we're seeking him with only part of our heart. But we will find him when we seek him with all of our heart. Now I'm gonna hit this again at the close, but I think it's worth saying that that's an imperfect process we're not going to make a decision in most cases and say, okay, I've made the decision. I'm going to let God, I'm going to seek him with all of my heart. And then for the rest of our life, 100% of the time, 
we're seeking him with 100% of our heart. Reality is, because of the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, we're going to deviate off the trail of 100% at times. And then I think what happens, hopefully, most often is, we realize when we're not 100%, our heart is not 100%, it's not working for us. It's not God's plan and it's not his best and it's, it, it doesn't work. And so we turn from that and come back and say, I'm all yours, Lord. I give you 100% of my heart. And that journey is the journey that we want to take our kids with us on. Is to not convey an attitude of, I've made the decision to make God, make Christ 100% Lord of my life, and I never deviate off of that, and son, daughter, you need to do that and be like me. I think the path is one of, it's an, it's an imperfect path, but it's one in which our hearts continue to recenter back onto him. And I think that's a model that as we teach it and model it for our kids, they can see and watch us living that out. And, and that is a path that they can um, enjoy following with us. The third thing that I would want to highlight in this, the words that I command you today shall be on your heart. I think that word heart is, is very intentional, very critical. It didn't say on your head, on your mind. It was on your heart. Now, if the word of God can come into our heads, what are the two ways that the word can come into us? There's only two portals, two avenues. Talk for just a minute, all right? And, I, and, and students, I want you to tell your parents what are the two ways that the Word of God can come into you. Okay? Take a second. Tell your parents, and if you're not, if you don't have kids, tell the person next to you. What are the two ways?
Okay, somebody, somebody yell out, what's one of those ways? Holy Spirit? And, and how does the Holy Spirit bring it into us? How do, how, do, how do we get the word of God? Eyes, ears. That, those are the two that I was thinking of. That they, it, it, The word of God, either we read it, we see it with our eyes, or we hear it. And then it comes in, and where does it go once it's in? To our head. The real question, though, is where does God want it to go? To our heart. See, but very often, the word of God comes in through our eyes and through our ears, and it stays in our head. And we might even memorize it. We might even memorize large portions of it. We might even study and look at the original language of Greek and Hebrew and, and try and understand where those, those words of God came from in the original language. We might even, once we have it in our head, we might even teach it to other people. And all of that might be just from here up, right? And God's saying, it needs to come in here. It needs to start here. It needs to come in through your eyes, through your ears. But it can't stay up here. It's got to work its way down to here. Casey mentioned in that concept of Romans 12, 15, of rejoice with those who rejoice. I had known that verse for a long time, and that verse had been in my head. And then all of a sudden, a revelation came to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, that verse doesn't just mean that I should rejoice with, a per with people. That's part of it. That's, it says that. But there's another underlying piece of that that I've been missing. And that is God actually does that with me. He rejoices with me. And that hit me like a ton of bricks of, oh my gosh, I have a God who actually rejoices with me? And whenever I experience something really life-giving, for those of you that just experienced these graduations, God's rejoicing with you. Parents, students, that's the kind of God that we have. You know, one of the most powerful prayers that I think God likes to answer, wants to answer, is the prayer of, God, would you move your word that's in my head down to my heart? 
When, when we see this and say, gosh, you know, I think I've got an awful lot of God's word up here, but I'm not 100% sure how much of it has made its way down to here. <clears throat> That's been the case for me in my life. I've had way more of his word up here than I've had down here. And even doing this study this week and last has just reminded me to pray diligently. God, please take your word from my head down into my heart. Which is one of the reasons why we have the experiential time at the end of the service is because we want to give you an opportunity to take the word of God from your head down into your heart. Let's look at just a few, couple of things in closing that Jesus said about kids from Mark 10. <clears throat> and they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw Saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for it to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. <laughs> you know, as I thought about this, I thought, you know what they did, what didn't happen? This is, this is what did happen. But let me, let me just process with, with you what didn't happen. So what didn't happen is some people saying to Jesus, um, hey, Jesus, have you heard about this thing called leprosy? Yeah, I think you have. Because we've even heard stories that you actually touch lepers. Well, I don't know how much you wash your hands, Jesus, but I, I kind of would like for you to, to bless my kids, but I, but I don't really want you to touch them if you're touching lepers. That didn't happen. They, they know that COVID's all around them, but they said, no, I want you, Jesus, to touch my kids. You know, I, I think one of the reasons under that is because Jesus knew how kids were created to need affection, to need touch. I hope you touch your kids often. You know, my dad wasn't much on verbal affection, but he was pretty good in physical affection and physical touch. My dad and I wrestled a lot. And that actually is a very fond memory of my childhood, was receiving that need of touch and affection from my dad. Interesting, <clears throat> and the disciples rebuked them but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. In the original language, in, in the Greek, indignant means much displeased. Jesus was much displeased with his disciples in their response. I think that that was because Jesus could have added to that of disciples, you, you don't get, you don't understand kids and you don't understand my purposes. You still think I came to overthrow Rome and, and you're probably thinking 
the kids aren't going to be real helpful in overthrowing Rome. So, in Matthew 11, 25, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Hey, students, does that not blow your mind that God actually revealed things to, to children that adults didn't get, didn't understand. I hope that just really blesses you and blows you away that that's the heart of God to say, you know what? Children can do and will receive my word and my ways and I'm going to reveal things to them that some adults, many adults, don't understand. I just, I couldn't be more excited for you students that, that you have a father, a heavenly father, that is revealing things to you. And parents, don't miss the fact that if that's happening, you and I can learn from our kids, can learn from the fact that, hmm, and, and ask the question, wow, I wonder what God's revealing to my son, to my daughter, that I don't even realize. I wonder that could lead you to ask some questions of your kids of, hey, what is God, is God teaching you anything? Is God revealing anything to you lately? Are you, are you sensing anything from God? Are you hearing something, anything from God? And, and listen, what is it that God may be revealing to your kids that is so unique. So, in closing, I'm gonna give you three practical ideas and then one experiential, okay? The practical is, if you, if you want to help your kids love God with all their heart, go back and watch or rewatch The Chosen Season 1, Episode 3. That's the one that Jesus is interacting with kids the whole episode. It's beautiful, depiction of the heart of Jesus. Second, and this may depend upon your background and how you view pictures of Jesus, but I consider going on the internet and just finding a picture of Jesus laughing and playing with kids because that's his heart. And yet, 90% of the, of the pictures of Jesus out there are him not smiling, not laughing, not enjoying. And that's just not the real Jesus. So find one of him 
laughing, and particularly one where he has kids. And just ask God, God, would you just put within me your heart for my kids? Give me your heart for my kids. A few minutes ago, I said this in a different way. So let me close by saying it this way. Students, we parents are on a journey ourselves of trying to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength. And yet, we do deviate off of that path at times. And then we do come back. And we just want to invite you to join us on this journey. Go with us down this path of pursuing loving Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And parents, see your kids as someone you can learn from, not just someone you have to teach. So as we close, I want to invite you into an experiential I had this week while I was at Pine Cove where when I, when I saw that verse that talked about Jesus touching people, touching kids, I, I asked the question, Jesus, do you want to touch me? Would you like to, to touch me in the same way you touched 2,000 years ago? And I was walking down a path, and I crossed a bridge, and I stopped. And I looked out over the lake, and I said, you know, Jesus, I really think you want to touch me. So would you, would you do that now, Jesus? And I had the most incredible experience of him touching me that led me to tears as I felt his affection, as I felt his warmth, as I felt his care. That same thing that I think he gave to the children 2,000 years ago. I think he still wants to do that today. I think he wants to do that right now for each of you in a unique way. So as the music starts playing, would you, would you spend a moment just asking Jesus, Jesus, would you do for me what you did 2,000 years ago? The way you touched children. Jesus, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how that's going to feel. I don't know what it is you want to do, but I just want to receive whatever touch you have for me. So sit with him for just a second and
see what he wants to do. Jesus, I thank you that you're the same today as you were 2,000 years ago. And I thank you that you have touched people down through the 2,000 years. Would you touch us? Even tonight, as we're laying on our bed praying, would you touch us? Would your nearness touch our hearts and would you give us parents a fresh joy and excitement over your with your love and excitement over children touch us in a special way with your heart We've got prayer partners around the room that you can pray with as we close. You might even be thinking, well, you know, I didn't sense Jesus touching me, but maybe, maybe you just need to pray with somebody. And maybe during that time of prayer, that's when he'll touch you. Students, this is for you too. It's not just for parents. Come and, and ask Jesus to touch you. Let's sing together. stand or sit let's just um let's just worship i love you lord